Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanis. This is episode 279, season 12. Today's date is November 28th, 2023, and welcome to the program. Uh, it's been a week since I've been on the air. Uh, longer overdue, I might add. On today's program, I'm going to talk about my memories of watching those crazy TV shows that were created by Sid and Marty Croft. I watched them when I was growing up in Chicago. Uh, Marty Croft just passed away last week. And uh, I will describe my memories of watching the show. And uh, they did, they created a lot. And uh, the puppets they created as well. Also, I will talk about Nizer's uh, department stores. They were like a five and dime store. Uh, don't know much about them um not really memories i've heard the names so but i have some of the locations that were in the chicagoland area so i'll talk about that as well okay right now the program we're going to a commercial break and this program is brought to you by pals vitamins oh i remember these they're like uh vitamins shaped like animals so <laughs> So uh, here's a commercial from 1969. uh, They're playing in the clubhouse. Uh, I think a lot of people remember this. So sit back and relax, and I'll be right back with the show, folks. Thank you. I say we pals animal-shaped vitamins should paint our new clubhouse yellow. Yellow? Yellow's lemony, like me. I'm for lime. That's why I'm green. How about orange? Cherry's my favorite flavor. I think pink. Their flavors are very nice, but grapes the greatest. And mother, each pals contains 10 important vitamins and no cyclamates. Pals and pals plus iron are the only animal-shaped vitamins. Pick your flavor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Pals Vitamins. Uh, they weren't on the market very long. Uh, they were introduced in late 1960s. Uh, they were the first vitamins shaped like animals. Uh, the uh, other, you know, other vitamins were shaped like, you know, like round, oval, something like that. Ooh, they're still like that as well. Uh, like for example, Centrium, or uh, what a day, like that. Uh, which I take. I take Centrum. Is that how it's called? I keep forgetting. <laughs> I've been taking so long. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, I take it for over fifty because I'm over fifty, and uh, 
the you know it's funny. I remember seeing these. They were so colorful in the packaging, and they had all the animals featured. Uh, they came with you know there was a bottle, and there was also uh, included a bar of soap, and uh, the, and also they were separate called bath pals, and the soap were shaped like the animals, just like in the in the uh, vitamins. You know, they had a dog. They had a cat. An owl, a turtle, a fish. Uh, I don't know if I left someone out. A squirrel. Yeah, they had the squirrel. Uh, and then they just disappeared uh, later on. I don't know what happened to them. Anyway, um, then they had their own clubhouse. Like you would send in something in the mail, and they would ship something to you, and you would build a clubhouse, you know, for, you know, for kids to play in. Like that. And... Uh, yeah, I remember the commercials uh, when I was very small. I used to see them on Saturday morning cartoons, and they had uh, they had featured the animals and like that. I, I think my mother bought once or twice about those. I, I think she did, and uh, it was fine. And then Flintstones vitamin Flintstone vitamins came, and I think they were introduced in like 1968. I think earlier than that, and then it became very popular. It's still they still are. Uh, from what I understand, Flintstone Vitamins has all the f- characters. Uh, they don't have a Betty Rubble one. <laughs> I think they did. Then she was gone. I don't know why. I don't understand that. Maybe she's back. Who knows? I have no idea. I can't. I, I can't figure it out. Uh, and then they were um, pals were uh, manufactured from the Bristol Myers uh, Corporation. So, you know, you can check out the uh, commercials of that. That's kind of cool. Like this. Yeah. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned I'm going to talk about the, my memory, excuse me, my memories of watching the uh, TV shows that created by Sid and Marty Croft uh, in the 1970s, uh, sometimes the 80s, and also uh, Nizer's uh, department stores. Uh, before I get started, I want to mention a couple things. One, uh, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving last week. I did. It's very nice, very quiet. It didn't need too much. You know, well, maybe I overdid it a bit, you know, but uh, the leftovers were gone yesterday. I posted that <laughs> on social media. We finished them off. The turkey's gone. The sweet potatoes were gone. Cranberry sauce, gone, gone. <laughs> Thank God, you know. Another thing I want to mention, uh, well, a couple, one more, uh, two things. One, um, I, visit, I visited uh, a record store on Friday afternoon. It was the Blue Village, uh, I think that's called the Blue Village uh, Record Store. I hope I get this right. You're going to kill me for this. <laughs> it was located in Westmont. And there was a there was a man. His name was Rick Camphor, and he wrote a book, and it was called The Loop Files. And uh, he had a sign book signing there, and I went over there. Uh, well, he asked, you know, he I told him well, maybe I'll stop by and see you, and he said, Yeah, come come on over. And I said, Okay, I had time, and I, I went over there and I met him. Very nice man. He signed my book. Met a few people, very nice people who were on the radio or were were on the radio. And uh, that was kind of nice. And uh, some people that weren't on the radio. And uh, I met the owner of the store. And uh, oh, it was nice. You know, if you want to, 
if you like to collect uh, vinyl LPs or CDs or cassettes, that's the place to go. They got a lot in stock, a lot of them, and it's it's kind of nice. You know, it's a nice store. I might visit again. You know, just to browse. Yeah, it's it's very nice. And uh, then tomorrow morning, I have my visit to the urologist, and I'm very nervous. You know, I don't like to go, but I have to go and see how I'm doing. Oh, I hope it's not bad news. <laughs> Because of um, my PSA went up a bit. Maybe it's nothing. Uh, let's see what the doctor would say. Maybe change the medication or something else he'll do. Or I'm going to my oncologist on, in February. Uh, maybe that appointment will be moved up before that. I don't know. We'll see. He's going to discuss it with me. <coughs> Excuse me. So... Um, Keep your fingers crossed. I hope everything will be okay. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the throat, my throat's dry because it's winter and it's uh, I'm indoors. So it's uh, just bear with me. I don't mean to cough. All right. Let's get started on the, the about the TV shows created by Sid and Marty Croft. As I mentioned, uh, Marty Croft passed away on November twenty fifth, twenty twenty three. He was. Uh, he was nine, uh, how old was he? 94 years old, I think. Or uh, no, he was 86. Yeah, he, um, Sid was 94. And he's still alive, so uh, that's good. Uh, they were born in Montreal, uh, Quebec, Canada. Uh, their real names were Yolas, and they were Greek and Hungarian descent. And uh, then they moved to uh, Providence, Rhode Island, then to New York, and... Uh, and then Sidcroft uh, became a puppeteer and worked in vaudeville and uh, was in Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bing Sirs. And uh, they created all these puppets and uh, together. And they uh, then they got into television. One of the earliest TV appearances was on the D. Martin Show in 1965. And then they designed the characters and the sets of the banana splits, you know, with uh, those characters. Oh, I love that show. It's funny. <laughs> I didn't watch it when it, was, when it aired, but I watched it on reruns on WFLD-TV Channel 32 in Chicago. It was, oh, my God. I was mesmerized by that show. I loved it. They, they, they did some slapstick they performed songs and uh, all kinds of goofy stuff and uh the first one the first show they produced was called h&r puffin stuff and h&r puffin stuff was uh featured a dragon He's, he was the mayor of the show and uh what was it there was a there was a young boy named billy he had a talking fi fife I think his name is Freddie. Yeah. And uh, they were sailing in the ocean, and all of a sudden uh, there was a witch, and there was uh, her name was Witchy Poo. And she cast a spell, and then they got lost, and then they landed down, uh, I forget what the name of the place was, uh, Puffin Stuff, you know. So, uh, well, I'll find it. Anyway, so, anyway, uh, 
Living Island. Yeah, that's what it's called. Living Island. Yeah, I forgot about that. And uh, it was consisted of, of characters, objects. Uh, some, uh, most of them talk. And uh, the <laughs> some of the uh, uh, the, mo the most recognizable uh, things or people were there, like Kling Clang. They were police officers. Uh, which well, Wichipu was played by Billy Hayes. She was hilarious. I loved her. She would hit her henchmen all the time. <laughs> And uh, uh, her henchman was Orson the Vulture. There was also Seymour Spider and also Stupid Bat. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's hilarious, you know, like that. And uh, what? Well, so then they had songs in between and they were singing. And that only lasted a year, but they made a movie out of that. And uh, I've seen the movie once. I haven't seen it in a long time. I should watch it. I have the show on DVD, and it's fun. It's fun to watch. It really is. And uh, <laughs> you know, so it's. it's uh, I had a lunchbox of H and R Puff and stuff, but it. My brother had that. It wasn't mine. Mine. I had Mickey Mouse Club or Hot Wheels. And I think, no, my brother probably had H&R Puff and stuff, and he had Snoopy, you know. But I remember it was the purple one, and that's a collector's uh, item. It really is, you know. So that was a great success. And then, then they continued to uh, create more uh, shows. Uh, like, for example, uh, let's see what they did. Okay, so uh, I'll go down the list uh, what they did. Uh, they uh, next one was Lidsville. Well, no, first was the Bugaloo. Excuse me. There was these four teenage kids. Uh, they were like uh, butterflies or something like that, and then they had Martha Ray as a witch. <laughs> that lasted a year too. I I didn't see much of that one. Not really, but uh, it's funny. Uh, you know, the DVD, it's available on DVD, but it's very rare and it's very expensive. You know, so if you're a fan of that, uh, well, good luck if you can find it. Okay, and the other one was, which I mentioned previously, was Lidsville. That was one of my favorites because I love the hats. It was a land of hats. It was, uh, the story goes when there was a kid, uh, his name was Mark. It was played by Butch Patrick, who we all know as Eddie Munster from the Munsters. And there was Merlo the Magician, played by uh, none other than Charles Nelson Riley, who hams hams it up everywhere. It's just uh, it's hilarious. And they set the show at Six Flags over Texas. Uh, I wonder if it's still there. Yeah, it is there. Yeah, it's in Arlington. You know, outside of Dallas. You know, Fort Worth, Dallas. You know, like the, and uh, then he uh, he was curious. Uh, Mark went into his dressing room, and then he uh, had took his top hat, and then it grew enormously, and he fell in, and then he just uh, went into uh, you know the you know the hat land. I think that's what it was called, 
And then there was a magician. He was a bad guy. Uh, his name was Horatio J. Hoodoo. And uh, so he he went to Lidsville, and he and he found uh, a friend called Weedy. She was a genie, <laughs> played by Billy Hayes, who played Witchy Poo. Which, in fact, she appeared on the show. Witchy Poo did appear on that. So she played two roles, and. Uh, the show was hilarious, you know, because uh, Hoodoo had four henchmen. They would try to, I don't know, they tried to get, uh, do, you know, trying to, uh, I don't know, cause trouble and all that. And, uh, of course, Mark was trying to get home. I don't know if he, well, he never did because the show ended, <laughs> you know, about 17 episodes or something like that. And uh, it was cool to see all the hats talking and all that. My favorite scene is like uh, when you're in Hoodoo's uh, hat, uh, there's this band in the back. And they, whenever Hoodoo would mention a word, he would start playing and go, do, 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 <laughs> and he calls them names. <laughs> I, I love I love Charles Nelson Riley. He's, he's the most funniest actor I ever seen in my life. I loved him on Match Game, and you know he was great. Uh, you know, he played a serious role in Hex Files, which I watch, I've been watching lately, and he was in there. He was great in that. And, uh, yeah, that lasted a year as well. And then uh, let's see what else. Are there. So I'll, I'll mention the shows really quickly. Okay. Uh, there was uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Remember that? There was Pryor's Place. Uh, he also produced uh, variety shows. Also, Barbara Mandel and the Mandrell Sisters, uh, P, uh, the Croft Superstar Hour, also known as the Bay City Rollers show. I remember the show. The Captain Cool. <laughs> oh, that was funny. You know, they played music and all that, and then they had uh, a segments like that. Uh, they also produced the Brady Bunch Hour, <laughs> where, <clears throat> excuse me, when everyone got reunited except Jan. Brady, they own. They had their own variety show. Uh, here's here's a funny story about this. A lot of people didn't like the, the the actors did not like it. The kids didn't like it. Florence Henderson didn't care for it. Uh, Robert Reed did. He loved doing it. He didn't like the Brady much, but he loved doing this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out myself. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, Alice was there too. Yeah, so. That didn't, that didn't last very long. So uh, then in 1976, they had the Croft Super Show, and they had these segments. And uh, the shows that were under this umbrella was Dr. Shrinker, Electric Woman and Diner Girl, which features Deidre Hall from Days of Our Lives. Yeah, and also Captain Cool and the Kongs. That's the one I mentioned. Wonderbug, Bigfoot and Wild Boy, and Magic Mondo. And there were others. They also were a Danny Marie show, you know, the variety show, The Lost Saucer. It featured Jim Neighbors and Ruth Buzzy. Uh, Far Not Space Nuts, that's with uh, Bob Denver. You know, Gilligan with Chuck McCann. That, was, that show was funny. He was like the skipper like that. That was Far Nuts. Uh, one of the most famous shows that was serious was Land of the Lost. And they made a movie about that. And uh, I didn't care much about that but it was uh, it became very popular and each of these shows didn't last very long 
you know, so it's a shame. Like that, and uh, most of them are on DVD if you like. And uh, I'm sure there are others. I think there was DC Follies that was in the 80s. Uh, there were others like that. And uh, so that's about it. So I, I started watching them when I was very little. They showed them on Saturday mornings. I think on either all channels, like Channel 2, Channel 5, Channel 7. They, then they had the reruns. And then um, then Cinemacraft had an amusement park. And it was built in Atlanta, Georgia. It was based on the t- various TV shows of them produ- produced by those by those two. And it was built on the Omni International Complex, and uh, it opened great on May 26, 1976, and then they uh, they televised it, but it didn't do well. It suffered uh, poor attendance. A lot of people didn't, and then. Uh, then they, it was experiencing urban decay and it was like housing projects and built nearby and they wasn't considered a safe place for, for the family. And, uh, like I said, they closed about six months and, uh, I remembered this. I watched a special, so, uh, it was kind of, and, uh, you know what? It wasn't much of a park. I mean, it's not like you would spend the entire day with your family. It didn't have, I don't think it had rides that much. Now it does. Uh, Six Flags Over Georgia does. It, the theme park, that is. I think they moved it. And uh, I know one thing. Uh, the original carousel from Riverview Park is in uh Six Flags over Georgia. It's in uh, outside of Atlanta. I, I like to go there one day. So, uh, and then uh, all of a sudden they built now. Now it's the uh, the CNN Center. You know, headquarters for CNN. You know, cable. That's kind of which I went there. I went to Atlanta there for on a tour. You know, I visited there and I went on a tour. It was very interesting. Yeah, but I remember there was this one lady, uh, she went to a notorious, she fell down. <laughs> so I felt so bad. You know, so I picked her up, you know, because she was she didn't look where she was going for some reason. And uh anyway, so uh yeah, so I went for the tour. Then they went to the Coca-Cola Museum. So that was great. Okay. So that was a lot of fun. You know, so and uh I haven't seen the uh, S for Sid and Marty Croft shows. Uh, they don't show them on re- reruns. Maybe they're on streaming. It might be you can buy them DVD. You can watch them on YouTube, you know, but those characters. And a lot of people said it's like you're on acid <laughs> with all the colors and all these weird situations going on like that. Oh, boy. I don't know. That's uh, that's bizarre. <laughs> I loved it, and, uh, and a lot of people did. So uh, it's a shame that Marty Croft died. You know, he, him, and his brother created uh, something very enjoyable for kids and adults. Yeah, you know they they're memorable. You don't forget them. You don't forget them at well. Okay, right now I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back, and I'll talk about Nizer's, uh department stores. I'll be right back, folks. Thank you. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you, um, 
I'm sorry. Uh, I'm back for the second part of the show. <laughs> I'm used to uh, playing a commercial, but uh, not this time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Right now, I'm going to talk about Nizer's uh, department stores. It was a uh, five and dime store. And uh, this was, uh, I'll give you a brief history of that. Uh, I don't really, I remember a little bit about this place. I used to hear this name, but it's been uh, out of business for so long. I think a lot of people have forgotten about it uh, because it wasn't uh, not really um, a business based in Chicago. It was expanded in Chicago, you know, and they went out of business a long time ago. So I'll give you the history of that and the, the locations of uh, Nizer's uh, Five and Dime. Okay. So it was founded by two brothers. Their, their names were Abraham and Joseph Nizer. And they opened their first store uh, in Rochester, New York in 1911. Then they incorporated a company in 1960, excuse me, 1916. And uh, they sold... Uh, it was like a five a dime. It was like from five selling merchandise from five cents to one dollar. Yeah, well, a lot has changed like that. And uh, then they acquired interest in the British home stores uh, in England. You know, some it was similar like that. And uh, they're still around, but then they sold the interest in the nineteen thirties, and then they were okay in the depression. And uh, Around the 1930s, they opened about over 100 stores in 63, over 60 cities in 16 states, one including Illinois. You know, and uh, and then uh, Abraham Neiser died in 1933, and he was on a ship called the SX Rex, and that was an Italian ocean liner. And then, then it was later headed by um, Joseph's uh, son, Fred. He became chairman of the board. And Abraham's son, Melvin. Uh, I don't know when Fred, excuse me, I don't know when Fred died. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, as I go along, I'll, I'll figure it out. Then in, during the 1960s and 70s, they created the Big N division, which is sort of like Walmart or Target, you know, usually, and that was mostly located in New York and out in the Northeast, uh, not in Chicago. No, they didn't have that. Uh, we just had the, uh, we just had the chain, the five and dollar uh, stores here. Then in December 1st, 1977, they filed for bankruptcy and Ames department store acquired the chain in 1978, which uh, in fact, I think they bought um, later on uh, Zare. I think so, like that. Anyway, so let's see what other information. So it was like uh, the Five and Dime. It was like Woolworths or Kresge's. You know, the, I shopped there a lot. My mother did too, and uh, any uh, Scotts. You know, all these um, stores you would find uh, in every corner of your neighborhood, like that. And, uh, you know, so it was, uh, it's amazing like that. Uh, it wasn't a fancy store, but they had everything, but they also had a cafeteria like Woolworths or like Kresge's, you know, like I mentioned that. And, uh, also they had, uh, uh they had a pet section, you know, like a pet store, if you want to buy that. Uh, 
Let's see what else. Uh, so it was uh, not, bad, not a bad start. Now, the locations of the store, I have them right here. This is from, uh, from the Chicago Tribune. There's an ad. I'm sure there were other locations. I just thought of a couple more. But uh, here is what it says in the ad from 1959 and where it was located. And uh, I'll read them off very quickly. Uh, on north side, it was on 501 West North Avenue, uh, 2452 West Devon. That's about Western on the corner, maybe on the corner of that, or I think west of that. Uh, 3245 North Clark Street, uh, 5254 North Clark Street. So you had two on that, on that same street. On the southwest side, you had it at uh, 3415 West 26th Street. That's a little village neighborhood. Also, uh, 63rd uh, East of Kedzie in the Market Park neighborhood. Also, on Archer Avenue at 40, 4255. That was the address. Uh, also, 47th and Ashland. Uh, I think it was the Back of the Yards neighborhood. Also, uh, 3548 West Irving Park up north. Uh, south side. Uh, 34th and South Hossett, that in the Bridgeview, Bridgeport neighborhood, excuse me. Also on T Roosevelt and Halstead, uh, probably near USC campus. Uh, 39th and Cottage Grove, also at 411 East 47th Street, that's on East Side Lake. I think it's the Bronzeville neighborhood over there. Also at 111th and Michigan, right near where I used to live, in you know, in Rosen near Gately's People Store. I think it was gone by the time I uh, moved there. Uh, it wasn't there. There was also on the west side, uh, Madison and Kedzie, Madison and Pulaski, uh, also 7174 West Grand. Uh, there was on Milwaukee Avenue, 1343 North. That's the address. Also 5612 West Cermak. Also on Cermak, it was on Berwyn. It was there. So, uh, well, I think the one 5612, I think that's Cicero. I think that's what it was. So there was one in the suburbs. They had it in Berwyn, in Evanston, 1614 Sherman, uh, Joliet, 151 North Chicago. Also in uh, Oak Park, Illinois, 1135 Lake Street. Also uh, three out of state uh, nearby. Racine, Wisconsin, uh, Waukegan. Well, not Waukegan wasn't out of state. It's it's in Illinois. Excuse me, near the Genesee Theater, I think, and also in Gary, Indiana. Okay. Also, somebody mentioned I think it was in Winston Plaza in Melrose Park. Probably was there. You know, I don't know. So I not to tell you, I never saw one when I was growing up. Not really. Uh, there wasn't one where I lived and then when I moved to Ashburn, I didn't see one. So they were just disappearing at the time. So, but you can find some, uh, items from the store. You know, I just found a sign on eBay. I posted that. I also found a shopping bag. Um, and, uh, they're very rare, you know, and photos, there's some photos floating around the internet, you know, from other states. Uh, there was one in Florida, one in uh, New Jersey. Couldn't find one in Illinois. I wish we'd, I wish I did. I wish I could find one. That'd be cool, you know, to post that. But I guess not. <laughs> okay. So that's another, <coughs> excuse me, another department store that went bye-bye, you know, to Vanish Chicago Land. Okay, 
So that's it for this show. Uh, I'll do a recap of what I talk about on this program. I talk about my memories of watching the TV shows created by Sid and Marty Croft in the 1970s. Also talk about Nizer's department stores. Uh, this podcast will be published later today. Uh, we're, uh, wherever podcasts are available, you know, on all the apps, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, also Breaker, Overcast. Um, this will be uh, posted on my blog, VanishingChicagoLand.blog. Also, it will be on my YouTube channel, Chicagoland Stories. Now, I keep repeating this. If you want to listen to my podcast, go to YouTube. Do a search, subscribe, you get a notification of a new episode, and you're all set. And you go also listen to previous episodes if you like, if you have time. You, know, you could do that on the apps as well. Also, it'll be posted on my social media accounts, Facebook X, Instagram, uh, Threads, and also Reddit and LinkedIn. You know, if you're on those websites, you know, help yourself. I will do another episode this coming weekend, uh, probably one or two, maybe one. We'll see. Uh, I might be out Sunday. I'm not sure. I, I'll figure it out. But Saturday for sure I'll do one. So I'll have to think of something. Okay. So this is Pico Stanis, your host of Van Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I had a wonderful time. Uh, today is sunny, but it's cold. Very cold. Oh, it's like in the 20s. Ooh, sweater weather. <laughs> so it's like just bundle up when you go out okay and uh here's bye bye for me and here's ray rayner with a little traveling music saying bye 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 take care everyone and so long we have to go bye 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 <laughs>